Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cresta. I'm joined by my amazing husband, Justin. Hey, guys. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about ways that you can strengthen your relationship. Um, you can join us every week for inspiring stories, practical advice, expert tips, all of this that you can use to make a partnership even more successful. So we thank you for tuning in. Justin, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we're going to talk about everybody's favorite subject to talk about. Oh no. Finances. Oh. Oof. Yeah. Who doesn't love talking about finances? I don't like talking about it. I don't either. No. Nothing. We do it though. We do. You do. You have to do it. Why is why is it important to do it? Uh, it's 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 very important for everybody to understand where their where their money's going, where they're able to spend, where they're not to spend, budgeting, planning for your future. Right. All those different type of things. Uh, no, none of us want to work forever. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> right. You know, some of us do want to retire at some point. Some of us would like to travel. Uh, some of us like to have nice cars. Others don't. There's just different types of things. And unfortunately, this world revolves around money. It does. Absolutely. So uh, what are some tips on finding common ground? Yeah, as far as finding gra- common ground, I think that's I think that's vital in every relationship, and I don't think that ever comes easy. I think it's always a it's always a challenge, and you know one of the first things you have to have as couples is shared goals. You got to understand where each other's moving, where each other's going. You know, if if I came to you and I said, "Hey, I want to retire at forty, and you're like, "Well, I don't want to retire until forty five," we're we're at massively di- different points. It would be close for us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you've got to have that shared vision. You've got to understand where each other is is headed, wh- what they want to do. If somebody wants to travel, well, travel can take on a lot of different things. Do you want to do you want to buy an RV and, and travel around the United States? Do you want to do you want to go on cruises everywhere, cruise around the world? Do you want to Yes, please. <laughs> right? Or or do you want to go see exotic places? Do you want to go to Indonesia? Do you want to go to you know, the Caribbean, South America, all sorts of different places. So you've got to have a shared vision, shared goals, and those have got to be clearly stated. You know, it's not enough for you and I to to just assume we're on the same page. Right. We have to talk about it. We have to plan ahead. We have to look at look at our goals and see where we want to go. Well, and that all involves something we've talked about before. What's that? Communication. Communication. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and and another thing you need to do as far as you know this finding common ground with finances is understand each other's habits. Right. Right. You know, especially when you're newer in a relationship or in a marriage. Yeah. Uh, you got to learn how, like, how does Justin spend his money? Does he pay his bills first and then go to a movie? Or does he go to a movie and then pay the bills? Yeah, it depends on the month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you've got to understand their habits because, you know, and I used to be notorious for this, but little quickie mark purchases, you know, a monster here, a water there, a Dr. Pepper here, uh, you know, whatever it was, I'd love to stop at the quickie mark, buy something. So how was that fixed? You uh, said used to. Used to, yes. I I just drink water now. <laughs> we, we. We drink water now. We, we just drink water now, <laughs> you know, part part of our health and fitness goals for the year. Right. Is, uh, you know, drinking a gallon of water a day and, you know. You you started at half a gallon and you're 
way past that now. And, and well, and financially, it it's odd that you wouldn't think that switching to water is more expensive than buying monsters every day. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm, you have to come up with different ways to help the financial side of all of those decisions. Yeah, and you know, in all fairness, we we were buying smart water, fancy water, fa- fancy water. That's not the cheapest stuff out there. That's your favorite. It is. It is my favorite. But we have switched to uh, a, a local, a local wa- water company. Right, but we use smart, like bottles that say smart water. So you're convinced that it's still smart water. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they're just nice bottles. Uh, you know, and another thing, right along with that, is consider each other's priorities. What are your priorities? Is your priority to save so you can go on the big vacations or is your priority to go out to eat every night is your priority to go to the movies spend your money locally i i personally prefer to stay in because i have an amazing husband who likes to cook (laughs) and so he does that more than i do yeah yeah and that's enjoyable for me and it saves us money i think it does save us money in the long run it's um and it's fun for me to do it. It it is one one of my hobbies, and it does sa- save us money. Right. <laughs> so, so I I also think that in order to make changes like like we've made, mm-hmm. um, that you have to work together to to make those changes. So if only one of us is making changes and the other person's going backwards, it's not going to help us. No, and and in fact, if somebody's making change and it's a change for. A financial reason whether you're tight on money or whether you've set some new financial goals for yourself if you're not both on the same page that's just going to breed frustration that's going to breed you know hostility towards one another because you're going to look you're going to open up that bank app and you're going to see he this dude's still going still going to the quickie mart every day you right know? he's spending 20, 20 bucks on waters and monsters every day what what's going on with this i thought we were right. saving for this saving for that and you know to to that end we made the decision that we wanted to save money. And one of the ways we did that is is we we looked at the expense. We were being intentional with how we were going about our finances. And we, we stepped back and we're like, we're spending a lot of money on water. Right. We're spending a lot of money. On, first it was monsters and, and we cut those out. And then, then, then it was water. And the cost didn't go down. In fact, the cost went up as we started drinking more and more, more water. Right. And, and when, you, when you drink a gallon of water a day. Right. It's not cheap. It's no, no, that's 12 bucks per person per day. Right. You know, that's a lot of money. So that's 24 bucks that was just going out. And you and I got together and we're like, hey, let, like, there's this water service that'll deliver five gallon waters to us that we can just fill up at home. It and, was an initial expense, but yeah, it's going to wash. It's going to wash pretty in quick. two weeks. Right. Two weeks, I think we did the math. But that's the important part is is we did the math. We took a look at it and we said, okay, here's how much we're spending. Here's how much we would like to spend on water. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody, you can get water out of the tap. It's just fine. I'm just a little <laughs> bit of a water snob and I don't really like the water we have in our local town. You're a lot of a water snob. I'm a lot of a water <laughs> snob, but I don't like the local water we have. Right. It it It's not great, but it is drinkable. It is safe. But me personally, I'd rather have the spring water from, from the mountain. Right. Just up the hill from us. So that is a decision we made. And we went from 24 bucks a day to... Uh, $7, so $14 a week? 14 bucks a week. Yeah. So, you know, and again, you've got to be able to 
again, share, share your goals, find common ground, see where you guys can compromise, see where you can work together because it all, each and every one of you has to understand your finances. Right. And if you don't understand your finances, if you don't understand where your money's going, where it's, where it's coming in from and where it's going, you're never going to get ahead. Right. And you're never going to do the things you want to do, whether you have kids right now and you're saving for college, saving for that vacation, or you're closer in age like us. And so now we're starting to plan some retirements. We also have some trips. Retirements, like it's going to happen in the future. We're still 20 years away. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we'd also like to go on some trips. We'd like to do some other things. And we've got to understand what's coming in, what's going out, and how are we going to make that happen? Right. You know, and recently with me being on uh, disability right now, because tore my meniscus that took a hit to our finances and so a big we one. and we had to make some adjustments you know um and one of the things that that really helps everybody understand their finances and everybody knows they should do this but i i bet if we took a poll it would probably be around 20 to 30 percent of the people that do it is creating a budget right you know you and i have created a couple budgets and you know we look at them and you know we're like, where's our money going? And we always come back to, well, let's create a budget so we understand where our money's going, understand where we're putting our money so that, again, you're intentional with it and you're not just letting things take you by surprise. Right, and there's been a time or two where it's like our, our budget doesn't say that that's happening. Where is that coming from? We have to look at this again. Right, absolutely. You know, and... One thing, obviously, in every budget, you're going to allocate spending categories. You're going to say, you know, this much is going to food, this is going to utilities, rent, things like that. And, you know, it's up to each individual couple to prioritize how they want those things. You know, if eating out is more important than buy, buying clothes, that's great. But for other couples, buying clothes is going to come before going out to eat. And you as a couple have got to sit down and find out where your priorities are. You know, Absolutely. Because every as a team, as a team, yes, because every couple is different. Every couple has different priorities, and that's okay. You know, there are some essentials that you need. You need a roof over your head, whether that's rent or a mortgage. You need food. You know, you need right. transportation in today's, you know, in today's world. In most places. In most places, you know, uh, there are probably a lot of places out there that are more uh, public transport, uh, trans, uh, public transit system right but it's still an expense but it's still an expense you know and you've you've got to manage all that stuff out you know and one thing that that we like to use is we like to use an app called mint because that kind of that kind of categorizes things for us and, and when we were looking at our budget like why it seems like we're left with not much at the end of every month man grab an app use technology to your advantage because an app like Mint's going to tell you where your money's going Exactly. You know, hey, you're spending way too much on eating out. Okay, let's kind of scale that back. Well, and you set your budget in there. So you you set a uh, hundred dollars a month for restaurant, yeah, for restaurants. Restaurants, yeah. As soon as you hit that hundred dollars and one cent, you get an email saying, "Hey, you went over your budget for this." See, and and that's a thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about when they talk about finances. Is that's when you need to stop. That's when the self discipline needs needs to kick in. Right. That's when you need to say, okay, it's the seventh of the month and we're already at the end of the month's budget. We're done. We're done eating out. Obviously, there's certain things you can't do that with, but things like eating out, be done. Start uh, making those adjustments and set those alerts up on your phone. I, I know the bank we bank with has custom alerts we can set up. So as soon as, you know, 
let's say you put all your money in one checking account to pay the bills. It's as soon as it hits a certain amount or as soon as a certain amount is uh, is spent. So if I want to say any purchase over $200, I want to text on. There are so many ways that we can use technology to help us manage our finances. We're really out of excuses today on on not being good with money. There are right. so many books out there. You know, obviously the big one that comes to mind is Dave Ramsey and and his debt snowball, his debt-free living, all those things. And, and he's got a great program. I'm not a financial expert, but he, I, I've read his books. It's, it's excellent stuff. But there's no excuse nowadays for people to, to not be intentional with their finances well, and taking it by the... By the horns. By the horns, yeah. <laughs> Especially when, you know, we put so much focus on uh, technology and social media and technology and how well this technology helps this and how well this technology helps that. And why not use it for your finances? Exactly. Where you need it the most. Absolutely. You know, and it also has, you know, some, uh, some of those apps have, have uh, sections in them where you can track your long-term sa- savings plan. Right. You know, and I think of an app like Acorns where you're able to round up every dollar, you know, the the change in every transaction. Right. Right. You know, and you can start that as a a savings account for retirement. You'd be surprised how quickly that just starts to build over time, because in today's day and age, we're always using our debit cards. Right. Not many of us use cash anymore. Um, So back to this budget thing, it's become such a such a big thing and such an important thing for for marriages um we have developed a little bit of a budgeting tool that uh, we do give our clients yes and um one of the things we came up with is is kind of four points to um help people uh with their budgeting um none of this is new it's it's just it's it's things that that we've identified in ourselves that's really helped us and it's something we we think really helps our clients right it's our method yeah yeah it's pretty much our method and so what is the first first one we want to do well the first thing you need to do is identify your goals yeah identify your your financial goals like you were saying you know are you going to start saving are you going to just let it all hang out and spend what you want where you want. If that's what both of your goals are, right? <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> right, right. And again, there's no there's no one size fits all with with a financial plan with the oh, financial right. goals. Right. You know, each couple has to determine what's important to them. Right. And another thing, uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, my husband is responsible for paying the bills." Yeah. Oh, my wife is okay. That's fine. Your your husband is responsible for sitting down writing a check or logging into an app or whatever and saying pay cool but before your husband pays those bills you need to do the budget together or the the planning together yes it's not my husband pays the bills because the money comes from a lot of the times two parties in a relationship yes absolutely yes and you know we talk a lot about there's different strengths and weaknesses in each marriage and each partnership and that's fine. And so if somebody's better at doing finances, you know, maybe may, maybe you're married to an accountant. Right. You know, so naturally it falls on that individual to do it. That's great. But that doesn't mean you're blind to what's going on. That right. still means you have the discussion, even if that discussion is, hey, 
what does our budget look like? Where are we going? Where we're headed? Because now you're both on the same team. You're both on the same track. You've both got your eyes set on the same goal. Right. Identifying the goals. Yes. And so the second thing we, <clears throat> the second thing we consider is, is living costs. And those are rough. Those are rough. You know, especially right now, there are a lot of different, uh, not different, but there's a lot of inflation going on. Right. The cost of goods is just skyrocketed. Uh, it's, it's in the news. Um, I, it, everybody has seen it. Right. You know, so the cost of living is going up. And as the cost of living goes up, you're paying more at the grocery store. You're paying more for your incidentals. You're paying more for vehicles, for insurance. If you just bought a house, your interest rates are not great. So you've got to take all that into consideration when you're budgeting. Right. And so sometimes inflation happens and, and your raise does not match that inflation. Right. In fact, that's probably more common or than not. Or you don't get a raise. Or you don't get a raise, right? Right. And you've got to you've got to look at your budget and understand, okay, where do we need to cut back? Mm -hmm. And again, that goes back to identifying your financial goals because if you've identified your financial goals, when you start considering the living costs of what it takes just to essentially survive, your goals are aligned, so you're going to be able to make those adjustments you need to make to your budget. I don't want to say easier, but you're going to be able to make them you know, lockstep with one another. You're going to be able to make them together because you have your goals identified. Right. And so again, you're moving to the, you're, you're moving to your goal together. And that doesn't mean there's not going to be some like compromise along the ways. Like he wants to take it out of one area of your budget. You want to take it out of another. You're going to have to do some compromise in there. Right. But still, if, if your eyes are focused on the end goal and they're the same, it's going to be it's going to be a lot easier to make those decisions. Right, and as things change that are out of your control, you have to change things that are in your control. So as things change, you change things. Yes. You know, and that goes to our third step to establish spending categories. Right. Because you do have to make these adjustments. You're going to have to make these adjustments your entire life. You may not have to make them every month or every year, but you are going to have to make some adjustments once in a while. And so if you establish spending categories, you're going to be able to make those adjustments a little easier. Because let's say we, for us, if we put $100 a month in clothing and $100 a month in restaurants, it's a lot easier when you need 10 bucks to say, okay, let's, let's just take five out of each. And this extra 10 bucks is going to go to this other category that, that needs more money. Right. And that, what that's going to do is that's going to allow you to make the cuts that you need to make or make the adjustments, I should say, that you need to make without... Cutting out an entire category. Cutting so out an entire category. Yeah, we can't go to the movies at all this month. Right. Because we had to cut that out of our budget. Exactly. Type of situation. You know, and it's also a good idea to have categories for those times when you get raises because now you're going to start allotting more mo money to different aspects of your budget. But if you've had those categories and you've managed those expenses, you can say, you know what? We're only spending 50 bucks a month in clothing each month. There's no need for us to add to it. Or we're only spending $75 a month in restaurants. There's no reason for us to add to it. Right. And so if you have those categories mapped out, you're better able to make positive or negative adjustments relatively quickly and with a lot less heartache. Right. And if you have those, if you have like a category that is over budgeted, so 
we have $100 a month in entertainment and we only spend $50 a month in entertainment. Let that other 50 sit there. Yeah. Consider it a, a, a way to save or being prepared for something that's going to come up. If something comes up, we have that extra $50. We don't have to search for it and pull it out of a bunch of different budgets. We know that it's that it's extra, not necessarily extra, but it's it's there. Yeah. And we know that we're we're not going to use it. You know, and and a life hack that I like to share with people is when you get a job and you're working there and you get your first raise, don't take the raise. Send it to your retirement account. Right. Especially if you're not behind on bills, if if you're able to put a little bit a month in sa- savings each month. Mm-hmm. Don't take that raise home. Invest it. Because that money is going to pay off more for you once you hit retirement age than it would if you just take it home and throw it in a eating out category or a clothing category or go and get that new truck when yours is three years old or anything like that. Right. That's an interesting tip. I had not heard that one before. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it was something I learned from my mom. It's, it's what she did. And it, it you know, that compound interest, uh, you know, principle it really starts paying off because you, you know, over a 20, 30, 40 year career span, there are going to be times where obviously you're going to need to, to have some of that come to your take home pay. But if more often than, than not, you're sticking that in your retirement, all of a sudden your retirement is this huge thing because all those raises you've gotten have been dumped into there. Right. You know, and, and the last point we want, we want to talk about is we need to set realistic limits. On exactly. Ourselves. A lot of people are are big dreamers. Yes, yeah. You don't want to you don't want to overshoot yourself. You don't want to set limits that are really going to push you. And where this really comes into play is when young couples are buying a house and they become what they call house poor. Right. You know, they can afford to pay all their bills. They can afford to do everything. They can afford to live in the house they live in. But they can't afford to enjoy it. But they can't afford to enjoy it or things outside of the house. Right. You know, and so that's one thing we we do have in our packet is some some house buying tips on realistic ways to look at it. Uh, that's that's super important for couples to understand is is don't over budget things. Leave room in your budget for some cushion in case something comes up. What happens when you have that un, unexpected medical expense? What happens when the refrigerator goes out? What happens when you know? your floor or your deck is rotting and it has to be replaced. You, you've got to have some leeway in, in what you're doing. And that all goes back to living within your means and living within your means does not mean stretching your budget to the point that you're about to break it. Right. You know, that's a, that's a rough way to live. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, really the, the final thought we would like to leave you guys with is, Take the time to assess your financial goals regularly. You know, set up a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly budget meeting for the household. Right. You know, it's... Treat it like a business. Yeah, really treat your finances like a business because these... This is... This is your nest egg. This is... This is what's going to provide you your opportunity to enjoy life. And if you're not planning it out, if you're not being intentional with it, if you're just allowing it to to just come at you and, and there's no budget, there's no rhyme or reason, you're just paying bills as they come in, 
you're going to get behind, you're going to overspend, you're going to be living that paycheck to paycheck life. And nobody wants to do that. Right. And another thing you have to do is you have to know when it's time to reevaluate. Yeah. You, yes, you have absolutely. to know that. And, and typically, it's good to know ahead of time and not like, oh, no, we just overdrew our account. We probably right. should reevaluate. No, yeah. we're, we're going to overdraw this month. We need to go and adjust things. Yeah, and really, uh, back to the the overdriven, uh, overdrawn accounts. Really, if you're getting to that point, your budget's overstretched. Right. That that is a red flag that says, okay, we need to go back and reevaluate. What are we doing wrong? What do we need to fix? Right. And what do we need to cut back on? Because if your accounts are going in, into the negatives and you're being charged that thirty five dollars, first and foremost, who wants to be charged thirty five dollars? Nobody. Right. You know, I don't care how much money you have or how much money you don't have. Nobody wants to be charged $35. Second, get your shit together and manage your finances. Right. Because you're letting your finance manage you. Your finances manage you. You're not managing your finances. Correct. You know, it doesn't help to turn a blind eye to this stuff. I've done that in the past. It does. It, it doesn't go away. You've still got to deal with it. It's not fun. No. Not even not a fun. little bit. Nobody likes that. Nope. Nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants to be there. So, bottom line, manage your finances. Don't let them manage you and be intentional with them. So, if you want to learn more about managing your finances in a, a couple or in a marriage, um, and if you're ready to take the next steps toward having a more intentional and healthy relationship with your partner or your spouse, then marriage coaching is definitely a perfect investment. Yes. You can start today by scheduling a free 30-minute consultation call with us. Uh, you can do that, and then we'll talk to you for, you know, 30 minutes-ish. 45 sometimes. 30, yeah, sometimes even longer. Uh, but we'll determine some type of plan on moving forward. Um, with our help, we believe that you'll gain the tools necessary to create a pretty healthy and very fulfilling future together. Absolutely. You can go to our website at deviationbydesign.com. That's deviationbydesign.com. And we look forward to talking to you next week.